Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome into the program, folks. Pleasure to have your company on this Wednesday. Hope you guys are doing well wherever you are catching the program around the globe. So it's a major championship week this week. The Chevron Championship getting ready to get underway. Now we're talking about a whole new venue for this Chevron Championship. It had most recently been known as the ANA Inspiration uh, long before that, for years and years, of course, Dinah Shore was so prominent to this event, and the event, of course, was out in Palm Springs, and now they have a Champions Tour event at the same venue. Here you can see this is the first LPGA Major Championship of the year now, and instead of being the week before the Masters as it used to be, now, of course, it is this week going forward. It was, as I mentioned, formerly known as the ANA Inspiration for a few years. It was founded in 1972, and it was played at Mission Hills Country Club from that year all the way up until 2022. And I, I think the thing that probably stands out the most was the 18th hole, you know, trying to get to that par 5 and 2 and what would happen. The venue now is called the Woodlands in Texas, and the new title sponsor obviously is Chevron. Defending champion is Jennifer Cupcho, so multiple players have been making it to the media room. I love this quote. This was Lydia Ko on, on the, the courtesy car that they have this week. Now, the courtesy car is a Bentley. And Lydia, they were asking Lydia about, you know, picking up her Bentley. Uh, you heard me right, a Bentley. And they were asking Lydia about that, you know, and did you get your courtesy car and all the rest? And you're going to hear it. It's, it's, a, it's a quick little clip of sound here. And she was talking about, uh, you know, she was nervous about driving a Bentley because she said she's not the greatest driver. And it reminded me, Lydia Ko used to live in the same neighborhood that I live in now. And now she's she's moved on to a fancy neighborhood across town. But she lived here during the time that she was learning how to drive. Remember, because she, she learned how to drive a little bit later. And she, I used to see her driving around the neighborhood, you know, with the two hands on her. We, we literally used to joke about it, like, let me know when you're going to be working on your driving lessons, and we'll make sure we clear the roads. So here's Lydia Ko on the prospect of driving a Bentley. Well, the most important question, did you get one of the Bentley courtesy cars? I did yesterday. And how was it? Um, I did say, uh, we actually, I didn't take it yesterday, um, just because I was in a bit of a rush. Uh um, not to say anything negatively about the car that I had uh, the day before, but it's much more comfortable driving a, a Mazda than a Bentley. Um, <laughs> I, it's just, I'm not the world's greatest driver, and I know if I crash into something, um, the insurance is going to be a lot higher uh, on the Bentley versus... Probably most other cars, um, but yeah, I think we have Rolls Royce and Bentley. There, um, uh, there are some of the sponsors here, and uh, you can see it on the boards. And it's really cool, and uh, it's definitely a treat uh, and a perk of being a past champion. Um, I was talking to JP, who's the team at IMG, and he said there's going to be a surprise for you on Monday, and um, 
when I got my courtesy car, again, nothing against Mazda. I think it's a great car. I was like, um, surprise. And then he gave me, they gave me their uh, real surprise yesterday. But yeah, a uh, super cool car. Um, it's definitely above my grade of driving skill. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it's really cool, though. I chose the SUV version than like the sports convertible because... That that just <laughs> me in a convertible and like a mint color car doesn't really go very well, I think. Yeah. How classic is that? Andrew, put your picture up there again. A- Andrew took a chance. He was like, he wasn't sure which one she was going to take. So we put the convertible up there and she just told us she took the SUV. But look at that car. Of course, when they're talking, you know, we've got a surprise for you. They, if, if it really was a surprise, it would have they would have been like, yeah, you can keep the thing. Dom, look up how much how much is a Bentley she took the SUV. How much is a Bentley SUV worth? You have to ask, you can't afford it, Matt. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's probably a car dealership where they literally never talk dollars. about price. It looks like it looks like probably obviously there's a lot of variables, but probably in the neighborhood of about two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's very reasonable. Yeah, I like how he said there's a lot of variables. Like, it depends on what extra, you know, do you want the options? Well, I mean. Can you imagine getting yeah, a Bentley you and you have to get, get options? Oh, for sure you can, yeah. Let's see. I've never really researched Bentleys. It's not exactly in my price range. Stand by. Here we go. Stand by. So she also said that, that Rolls Royces were on the offing for, I guess, the, the winners. Which would mean that Jennifer Cupcho is also going to be afforded the same defending champion. How does it feel to be defending the championship at a different venue? Let's hear from Jennifer. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit different um, coming to a new state, new course, um, a little bit different preparation. But um, it's awesome to kind of see my face everywhere. Um, It's really special. Yeah, Um, that was my request was mac and cheese, my favorite food. Um, but, yeah, it was absolutely awesome. Um, Thomas Keller did a great job, great food, um, absolutely amazing. Um, I think just the way that Chevron puts that on for us, it's it's really special for all of the champions, and it's definitely something to look forward every year. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't met some of them, so to be able to see the history of this tournament, it was pretty exciting to get to talk to them and um, see where their heads were at, too. Uh, I guess we'll see what comes down to it. I'm not really sure. I think there might be snakes in the water here, so <laughs> might be a little interesting. <laughs> but we'll get to that latter point in just a second. But she was talking, obviously, about the Champions Dinner, and she mentioned Thomas Keller. Is that, uh, Dom, is that a famous chef, I take it? I would say it's much more than a famous chef. I knew it would what offend you asking a question. That's why it. I was so excited to do it. <laughs> he was... He's generally considered one of the best chefs in the world and for decades. He started the French Laundry, which for many years, possibly even still today, is considered the best, most fancy, most expensive restaurant in the world, not in the United States, which is in California and I think it's in the Napa area. And uh, he's been the executive chef, founder, whatever, of that place forever. I mean, people who are foodies like me, that's the place where – People look at that and go, I'd like to have I'd like to have a meal at the French Laundry before I die. That's the level we're talking about. It's like playing Augusta. 
Okay. Then. For regular people. Thank you very people. much for that. Yeah. Thank you. All right. What did you find out about the, uh, the, the extras we can get on a Bentley, just out of curiosity? I found out that even if you go to their website to build the car of your dreams, right? Yeah. So you go through no, the process. Good. I want this. I want these wheels. I want this screen. Yeah. I want yeah. the S package or whatever. It still doesn't give you a price. And when you finish and you build your car, it's like, here's your car. Click on this button to inquire to buy. <laughs> oh, I bet you have to like Where you'll probably get a phone call immediately where they're just going to give you a credit check based on your cell phone immediately. But it may be, be a like, deal where we're not even going to talk to this person. Yeah, maybe a deal where you're not deciding if you want to buy the car. They have to decide if they're going to let you buy the car. Correct. I would imagine that's how getting a Bentley works. Uh, that's yeah. probably how, how that whole thing works. So anyway, Jennifer Cupshow, at the end there, she was obviously asked about, are you going to jump into the pond if you were to win again? Well, our friend Amy Rogers sent out this series of pictures. And Dom, since you pulled this up on social media, I'll let you read through for the world what Amy had to say. Uh, sure. She says, here's a look at the new 18th hole at the Chevron Championship. And the dock, which you can see there, the, the white floating piece of wood, should a player decide, strong word, decide to make the celebratory jump into the water? I'm told that the water has been dredged and pylons have been submerged about 50 feet out with gator netting to protect the area. I, I don't want to get too into it or get a little negative. Are you, are you away no from her you, thing Matt. now? Now, you're just, now this no, is the Dom opinion. No, Here thank we go. you, Matt. <laughs> No, no thank you. Not interested. <laughs> you I, couldn't pay me to jump into that thing. <laughs> it, it really doesn't look that enticing. Because at least with Poppy's Pond, now it wasn't always this way, but at least with Poppy's Pond, they ended up making it into an actual pool. It really was just like a pool, like in your, in your yard. It was a pool. Now, I think they should have made it a little deeper Remember Stacy Lewis's mom jumped in there like broke her leg or something because it was too shallow? And you always saw the caddies jumping in her head first. I was always like, eh. So they go from that to these shots. Go ahead, show them again, Andrew. The, show the world. This is what's along the 18th. I mean, this might be a serious commitment. You jump into this pond. I just think they're trying to have a fresh start here. I mean, th this major championship has some deep history. I mean, it was the Kraft Nabisco for years. It was the ANA. It was the same golf course for decades. What was the Dinah Shore before it's that? It's great. Yeah. It was awesome, and it still is awesome. But now they're sort of – they've got a fresh start. They've got a new venue. They've got a new title sponsor, So what's all good. It's going to bring in more money. It's going to bring in a larger purse. But oh, yeah. if they're going to go through all these steps to have this fresh start, right – why not have a new thing? When when the player wins on eighteen, they got to have a new thing. They should so jump into Texas anything, new thing? any pond, what's any it? creek. Ask your ask your people. Ask the fans. What's what's the thing they should do in Texas? That's you know particular to the state or the course, et cetera, et cetera. Other than jumping into some murky pond where they have I to. I mean, have I don't think it has netting. to be. Texas. I just think it needs to be something new and something different. I don't know what it is. Can you think of anything? I mean, I think I said something to Matt before we came on the air about an oversized hat 
You said a that big a stupid hat. That uh, if I if I <laughs> quote you correctly. Yeah. Yes, but that's might be a little too hokey. So so what? We've got to put some thought into it. But I do think they should try and do something new. I don't think they should try and force them to jump into that water. There's a lot of pressure here. There's like, a lot of pressure. You know, whoever there. wins is going to be like, come on, go jump in that. And they're going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I mean, it's it. like if you have to put gator netting around a pond, that should be your first indication that there's critters in there. And I don't know a lot about gator netting. They had to dredge it. I read something else. I got to see if I can find the story. It Anytime you something dredge something, wrote, it immediately not. conjures well, up they just had, horrific images. They said they found like scrap metal and rocks and all this horrible stuff. That's exactly what I, I was afraid find. of. That's exactly where my mind was going. <laughs> right? So it. when you have to dredge something <laughs> and then surround it with gator wire, and again, I don't know a lot about gator netting. I don't know. But it would seem to me that a water moccasin can slither his way through that. Right? And, and what about like... Yeah, here it is. These, can I read it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I want to hear what they found. This is Brentley Romine from Golf Channel, all right? I'm not going to read this whole thing. Just this part, because it makes me laugh. <laughs> the club recently dredged a portion of the large lake that sits just off the 18th green at Carlton Woods Nicholas Course, which is obviously where it's being held. Ryan, put that picture. Ryan, Ryan's my son's name. Andrew, put the picture. <laughs> obviously, I yell his name quite a bit. Not that one. The picture of, uh, yes, that one. Thank you. All right. Um, between the 9th and 18th holes. According to someone with knowledge of the work, the area used to oh, only be a, a few feet deep, not great for jumping, and the removal source. process added some depth. Well, cleaning out weeds, rocks, and a surprisingly large amount of construction debris from concrete to metal. A small dock and ladder were also installed, as was some netting to help keep wildlife, mainly alligators, out. Listen. They can't be jumping in there. We got we, we to find a new answer. All right. Go to the people, Dom. What that, are they, that what is are they saying? our job. This week are, and next week, we've got to decide what we're doing. We're not. We're not. What jump, are our people saying? Go, go to the people. They're smarter than you and I. What are they saying? Uh, let's see. I didn't write a question, so we're gonna have to go. It'd be smarter than you and me. Here. See, I can't even use proper English. Go ahead. What? <laughs> Why not have the ladies play TPC Sawgrass? I get it. Same venue every year. I get it. They, they're for a big event. They were doing that at the Mission Hills Country Club for a very long time, and I think the yeah, but we're not changing venues. We can't garden. change venues. We're just suggesting a new thing, like like eat barbecue or so so shotgun a beer right, or something. Ride a mechanical bull. <laughs> Probably less dangerous. Uh, equally as dangerous, I would think. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's going to work, and I think my oversized hat idea is also. A poor idea. <laughs> well, it's also insulting when you called it a big stupid hat. Uh, well, I don't. I don't have the answer. I just know that clearly this uh, the murky, the murky lake. I think I may have come up with it. Isn't is Texas known for barbecue? Or am I wrong? Uh, they're known for a lot of things, but barbecue is certainly on the list. Yeah. All right. Have them wolf down uh, some ribs or something. Get like the barbecue <laughs> sauce everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's an option. That's, that's less an option. offensive than jumping into a swamp? 
They can't jump in the water. That's all I'm saying. They need to come up with something better than that. I still have the Bentley page open on my screen here. I think I've. Yeah, now they've got you. Now I'd they're going to start sending you messages. I don't think I'd messages. want a Bentley. Even if I can afford a Bentley, I don't think I'd want a Bentley. Kind of boxy? It's too much. They're kind of boxy. No, it's not boxy. Oh. It's just too much. It's too flashy. It's too. It's not me. Oh, it's I can see Dom me. driving around town in a Bentley. Yeah. Convertible Bentley. Sun gleaming off your dome, the whole thing. Like, hey, how you doing? You ready for today's question of the day? Yes, what is it? What are you going to watch this week? Because there's a lot on offer. You can watch the LPGA's first major championship, which we're talking about now, and uh, we'll get to the airtimes for that shortly. The Zurich Classic, which we'll also talk about. There's some cool teams. Andrew, put the teams up so people can read that while we're talking here. Poor Andrew, who's having to work his tail You can see there's some pretty good teams there. Everyone's screaming at me. What, what? The... Live Golf Australia, which is happening. They're, they're playing in Adelaide this week. Yeah, how, we're going to go over air times a little bit. It's going to be complicated because some of it's tape delayed, which is a conversation we can get into if you want, which is interesting to me. Um, or all of it. And I have to say, we're early in the voting as we just came on the air. But right now, 0% Zurich Classic. Not a good sign, Matt. I, not, I'm actually intrigued by a couple of the teams. They're not I, all in on the Zurich. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. But I am intrigued by a couple of the teams. I'm, I'm intrigued by Morikawa and Max Homa. I thought it was classic to find out that Max Homa used to be a volunteer assistant coach on Colin Morikawa's college golf team. How cool is that? But anyway, f- focusing on the Chevron here before we finish, and I will give you the air times that Don was talking about there. Uh, Georgia Hall, a major champion herself, was asked about uh, what does it mean when you say that this new course is a better course than Mission Hills? Uh, she'll give us details on that. Uh, they, she was asked to take the media through the strategy on the 18th, and then to start it all, the foundation of that, which I just told you, is could she compare this course to what they had in Palm Springs? Yeah, I think um, it's a little bit longer than Palm Springs. Um, Palm Springs was a little bit more pristine in the way it looks. Um, But I think this is, I would say this is a better golf course. Um, I think the greens are a little bit harder. The the greens are very grainy, which is going to be quite tough, I think, to read the putts. Um, And obviously, I think a great closing hole, uh, very similar to the one we've had previous years. I don't know if anyone's going to jump in that lake um but we'll see <laughs> yeah um obviously i'm a par five again um a fairly simple tee shot and then it depends if they have the tee up or not whether you can reach if the tee's where it is at the moment in the standard place i don't think hardly anyone can reach unless it's downwind um so i imagine at least once or twice they'll put us um, up a tee or two and uh, it is kind of a risk-reward. It's a tricky second shot coming into the green, but it's still a fairly short par five if you want to lay up. So definitely birdie ball, um, even eagle if the tee's moved up. So I think if you're one or two shots back, you definitely got a chance to still be in it. Uh, I think it's just the way it makes you think. It, you have to think a little bit more around this golf course. You can't really relax on any hole because there's always something about um, a hole It's very different. And just mostly on the greens. In Palm Springs, I thought it was quite simple to read the greens. No grain at all. But now we have the grain. I heard it's going to be a little bit windy as well. And a lot of factors come into play. All right, Georgia Hall with all of that. So, Dom, what are you hearing from the people? Are the messages still coming in? 
Bob writes, I don't know what they should do, but don't jump into that water. <laughs> Good advice. Uh, Chris writes, that water is ridiculous. There's no way I'd jump in that. Maybe throw on a nice cowboy hat and shoot off a couple six-shooters in the air with blanks, of course. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Again, I'm not sure that's the, uh, the messaging the LPGA is going for. <laughs> I, th- but there's got to be something that, like, is – Quintessential Texas. Yeah, we'll Texas. come up with something. I have to put some serious. I mean, you got the it, cowboy we... boots on the on the the PGA Tour side. You can't copy that. You've already got this yeah, dude there, Thomas Keller, the greatest chef ever. Yep. Have him whip up some ribs. He obviously made mac and cheese for Jennifer Cupcho. I wonder if that's, like, offensive to, like, one of these really fancy-dancy chefs. Be like, yes, what would you like me to make you? I would like you to make me a fried egg. Oh, no doubt. I think that there's a little bit of, like, you want mac and cheese? Really? Yeah. You don't want me to, like, poach some quail? They're like, no. Yeah, a quick little whip up a duck larange. crackers on it? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So getting back to Lydia Ko, uh, she was asked about if a win this week, with a win this week, and the fact that it would put her into the LPGA Hall of Fame, how much is she thinking about that? She was asked if she would, she would jump into the murky swamp. Her first impression of the 18th hole with the dock compared to the tradition of Mission Hills. She was asked about her overall impressions of the golf course itself and how does it feel to be at the Woodlands for the first women's major of the year. Yeah, um, this is only my second time playing in Houston. Um, the first time was when we had the U.S. Women's Open um, in December at the Champions Club, mm-hmm. uh, not too far from here. So, yeah, definitely nice to be here. Um, you know, obviously with Chevron coming along as as the main sponsor for this event, I think, uh, you know, I think the first thing is sometimes it's uh, people get afraid of having change, um, you know, especially at a place like at Rancho Mirage where there's been a lot of uh, history um, with the Poppy's Pond, uh, with Amy Alcott first jumping in there. Um, and I think it, it is hard to kind of step away from that. But at the same time, when you see how much the KPMG Women's PGA Championship has grown um, from us playing uh, in New York, New Jersey, and then how we get to go and play these amazing championship golf courses and how they've what they've done. I feel like Chevron's going to do the same and just keep elevating this event. And you can see um, how much hype there is. You know, I've talked to a few of the people uh, that are from this golf club, and they're super excited to have us here. So it's, it's nice to come to a place where people are excited that the LPGA are here. Uh, we're excited here, and uh, you know, I think it's, it's a great championship golf course. So um, I'm excited for how this tournament is going to start uh, here in the Woodlands this year and just going to continue to grow over the next few years. Yeah, this golf course has a very... um, Obviously, I've only played the Chevron Championship at... uh, Well, everybody has, at just the one same golf club at Mission Hills. Um, So it's weird. You don't really know what to expect. Um, I haven't played that many tournaments in Texas in general, so I didn't know what it was going to be like. Um, To be honest, I played... A practice round on Saturday, and uh, I had very. I thought I was going to run out of balls by the end of <laughs> before my round ended, um, but I finished strong, and I've been playing um, 
a lot. I've been donating less water, uh, less balls uh, to the golf course since then. Um, but yeah, it has kind of like a U.S. Open slash KPMG kind of golf course style mixed. Um, very different. I do like that. I think they have like a second tee option on 18 to kind of bring that tall tree into play, which is kind of what we had to deal with on the 18th at Mission Hills to make it like a reachable par five. So yeah, it's um, different, I think, off the back. And when it's windy, some of the holes are playing, you know, pretty long. Uh, but I do think this golf course is fit for a lot of people in the in the field rather than like one type of player. Um, and that's what I always like to kind of bring more players into contention. And um, I think it's going to be a great championship golf course. Yeah, um, I think it's really cool, I guess, like, it's really hard to compare something to, like, a di completely different hole, um, but I think that was kind of one of the big considerations, I think, when they were, you know, choosing a golf course when we were coming over here, like, you know, try and have that kind of feel or poten a potential to grow that hole that way. Um, I think it's a really beautiful hole. I love a par five finishing hole. I think it, it, it can really... Um, put everybody that's like only like a couple shots away, you know, coming down the stretch, put them all in play. Whereas if it's like a tricky par four or something, it might ne not necessarily work out that way. Mm -hmm. Obviously at Mission Hills, we had, you know, Brittany Linsicombe, you know, hitting on the green for two and making Eagle, Lorena Ochoa, no, was it Webby? That hit, Webby that, um, uh, that hold her third shot out of the fairways. So it's just... I think there's been a lot of dra drama on that hole. I had to birdie that hole to, to win in the end. Um, and I think this hole is going to be like that, obviously, with the wind and everything and potential rain. Like, I don't know how that hole is going to play for sure until we are actually playing it. Uh, but I do love a dramatic finish. And um, no, I was I hit a shot yes, uh, a couple of days ago, and I was able to reach the green for two. So it... Um, I think it's going to be fun, and I think it doesn't matter what length player you are, you can pretty much get in, get on the green, especially from the front tees. Uh, so, yeah, it's I think it's really cool, and um, there's a lot of aspects to it. And just because it is a par five doesn't mean it is an automatic birdie anyway. So, I think it, it's going to be really exciting. And um, yeah, the last few stretch of holes of the par three on the 17th as well is is going to be a good build up uh, to the 72nd. Um, are they? Are you meant to jump? I've I've seen I've seen people uh, mm -hmm. hit shots onto the green, um, so I wasn't sure if it was like a hitting like bay or like it's your a little board uh, to jump. Um, I thought it was a like little deck to jump, um, but uh, my caddy Dave, my mom was like, surely not because it's like too small to fit everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if that happens it's definitely a, a good worry to see like if um you all can fit on the deck uh but no it's i think um in chevron's perspective i think they're very respectful and understanding of all the history that we've had and um for somebody new to come in i feel like sometimes you know they want to like build their image and like make their statement but for them to be understanding of like how people remember this championship and having the jump to um, Poppy's Pond and for them to kind of uh, bring that back and give players opportunities and their team opportunity to do that, I think is, is really cool. Um, it's, it's a little like the water is natural, so it's a little dirtier than, than Poppy's Pond that got cleaned out before we came along. But 
it might be cleaner than when Amy Alcott first jumped into Poppy's Pond because I think it was literally like a natural pond at that point. So, yeah, it's um, good worries, but I feel like people would jump in it because, you know, that is a tradition of this championship. And, um, yeah, and Chevron made that possible for us. Honestly, I just want to, you know, have a good week this week. Um, no, the Hall of Fame and everything, yeah, I'm two points away, but, like, and I'm, like, one tournament away, technically, uh, to being able to do that, but I could also be, like, who knows? Um, I, It is definitely a big goal of mine to be in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think that's, like, my end goal or something that uh, I'm just going to keep chasing towards because I'm just trying to play the best golf I can, and if I put myself in contention um, and just keep giving myself opportunities, I feel like they're all going to come naturally. Um, just, you know, I'm sure as much as I want it, the rest of the 131 other players also want the win as much as I do. So it's like, even though people, like, there might be like different things at stake for each player. Um, I think it's meaning for every single one of them in their own different ways. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to get it done in the first major of the year and, you know, be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but, you know, that's not what's, like, important to me. Um, for me, is I just want to have a good week and put myself in position. And if I have a chance at it and be the one that's holding the trophy at the end of the week, that's, it's pretty awesome, um, but I don't think that's going to be like my driving force going to any of these events this year. All right, Lydia Ko, uh, you know, the more that we hear from Lydia Ko as she continues to mature in her career, the more just pure wisdom that, that pours out of her. Not that we didn't always think that, that she was beyond her years in terms of maturity and how she handles everything, but it's incredible. Although she did mention specifically that the pond looked kind of dirty, I'm not so sure she was psyched about jumping into that thing, but and, and rightfully so. But when it comes to the LPGA Hall of Fame, and Dom, I know you pulled up the criteria. The LPGA Hall of Fame is harder to get into than the World Golf Hall of Fame, in fairness. What, what do you got, Dom, in terms of the specifics? Yeah, they do theirs on a point system. For those of you that don't know, you have to have an accumulated total of 27 points to get into the, the, the Hall of Fame for the women. One point for each LPGA Tour official tournament win, two points for each major that you have, and then you also get one point if you win the Vare Trophy or the Rolex Player of the Year award. And they just recently added, unsurprisingly, you also get a point if you get an Olympic medal. So Lydia Ko has 19 wins, two majors. She's won the Vare Trophy twice and Player of the Year twice. So she's very close on that point total. If she were to win, she would officially cross over that threshold and that's that's what they were referencing and i just wanted to add some clarification there because not everyone knows about that criteria what it is why it exists and lydia i mean it's still pretty crazy that she's she's still because she started so early i think everybody forgets because she was winning in bunches she's only 25 years old Mm. it doesn't sound right you think she's like 34 because she's been around forever and winning forever She's only 25. She's got 19 wins in two majors. Um, you know, I know she's she said in the past about I'd like to retire by 30. That may or may not be true. But even if she does, that's five more years of golf. And with the pace that she wins at, if she finds her stride, uh, I mean, the sky's the limit for her. Yep, no doubt about that. Uh, anything else coming in from the people you want to share? 
Uh, yeah, I could read some stuff, but but I'd rather uh, solve the problem, which I have solved. May I which solve problem the problem of, of the pawn jump? Oh, right. Okay. <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm, yeah. I'm, this isn't a joke now. I oh. have solved it. Okay. I have solved what they need to do at the end of the Chevron Championship to declare the winner. All right? Yeah. The pecan tree. Before he died in 1906, former governor of Texas, James Hogg, requested that a pecan tree mark his grave. As a result, the native tree rose in popularity, and in 1919, the state tree of Texas became the pecan tree. It is widespread in the wild, and it is popular as a yard tree. It is native to Texas now and produces the state's only commercially grown nut. Millions of pounds of soft-shelled sweet meat pecan nuts are harvested annually. Pecan pie. That is the answer. When they get off the green, either you shower them in pecans or you throw a pecan pie at their face. Or if you want to be less clowny about it, there is a fresh pecan pie, perhaps baked by Thomas Keller himself. And they have a slice of pecan pie right there on the green. That is the answer. I love it. I'm a genius. We should do this more often, Matt. That's the answer. It's a great answer. It's a great, it's a great idea. Fairways of Life show I don't know is how you can't think that's a great idea. The PGA Tour Superstore. They are the number one golf retailer in all of the land from coast to coast. So they're big, beautiful stores that continue to expand into new marketplaces all the time. Find what your game needs within. Shop with the pros. That's the real reason why they're number one in my humble opinion. It isn't because of all the other wonderful virtues. It's because they have the best people in the industry that have a vested interest in ensuring that you get exactly what you want. You're not just going into some big box store where you might buy fishing gear over here or alligator nets over there. You're, you're in there just to make sure you get what's right for you, whether you wear it and swing it or learn from it or more. Find your happy place, PGATourSuperstore.com. Back with more of the Fairways of Life show. Coming up, we're going to hear from some pretty big names. Uh, Zurich Classic this week with some pretty intriguing teams that are partnering up. That and more coming up. I guess, hello world, huh? (laughs) And with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. You can go out there on your own and just hit balls, and it'll fix your golf game. Transition on plane. The Wiz sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. 
Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration-absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet, real power, and incredible forgiveness can be. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary 3-in-1 design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart. The decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Dom, let's get an update on the question of the day. Remind us what it was. What are you going to watch this week? Are you going to watch the LPGA's first major, which we've been talking about, the Zurich Classic, fun, unique, different team event on the PGA Tour, or Live Golf Australia, where they're playing in Adelaide this week, or are you going to watch all of it? And it's pretty, we got, I mean, now that the votes are coming in, it's kind of mixed. 33% are going to watch the women's major, 13% Zurich Classic, 27% Live Golf Australia, and 27% of you are going to watch all of it. Let's consume all the golf. And, and it's not just golf. I mean, hockey's in the playoffs right now. The Rangers won. Lightning won. Oh, you got baseball NBA underway. I saw on. the uh, Tampa won again. They're like 15-3. and three. The Red Sox won. The Yankees lost. The What's going on with the NBA, Dom? Isn't that heating up right now? Yeah, it's the playoffs. That's what I mean. Or they're in the playoffs. So you get all that. So it's busy. You got a lot of choices. That's all I'm saying. All right. Zurich Classic, as I mentioned to you, some compelling and interesting stories. Matt Fitzpatrick is playing with his brother, Alex. So they both met with the media, kind of classic. They were asked about how you guys intend to rely on each other's strengths this week. And they asked Matt, how would you describe your relationship with your brother? They asked Alex, how did Matt approach you about being his teammate? Alex was asked, how are you following Matt's win on Sunday? And then this, Matt, what have the last 48 hours been like since you won at the RBC Heritage? Uh, yeah, it was just a bit of a whirlwind as, as it always is uh, when you win. Um, but uh, yeah, I was obviously d- delighted with last week. It uh, was a very, very special win for me, and um, just felt that my my game was kind of it improved pretty quickly from Augusta to Harbour Town. I, I saw some real positive things, and um, you know, obviously, it, um, you know, and ended with with a win. So yeah, it was a, a special one. Uh, I was I was on a flight um, from North Carolina to uh, New Orleans, and uh, he made me pay sixteen dollars to watch uh, to watch that final round in the playoffs. So 
um, yeah, it was it was it was really cool. Um, I wish I would have been there, you know, with the rest of the family, but um, the outcome was still <laughs> what, what we wanted. So um, yeah, he did great, and I'm uh, super proud of him. You know, I, I uh, <laughs> everyone was pestering me. <laughs> yeah, it was basically what it was. His coach, um, my mum and dad. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of forced into it a little bit, but um, yeah, I uh, I can't remember what I was doing. I received a text, and it was like, "What are you doing on these dates?" and Half of me kind of knew what it was after all the pestering. I thought we'd finally got through to him. And, uh, yeah, he, he, I got the text through, and it was like, um, what are you doing on these dates? And I was like, nothing, because I knew, I knew what dates they were. And he was like, do you want to play? I was like, yeah, sure. I, you know, I'll check my busy schedule and make sure I can make it. But, yeah, um, yeah, I, I agreed, and, and now we're here. Uh, I would say, yeah, I would say we're pretty close. I think um, we're polar opposites, I would say. Um, I'm organised, he's unorganised. Classic. He's happy, I'm miserable. Um, yeah, that's probably a good way, to, good way to put it, really. Anything to add, Alex? No, he's spot on there, really. I can't, I can't add much more. You want me to, you want me to take that? Well, uh, if, it was, if this happened four years ago, I would say the length would have been more on my side, but he seems to have gained a little bit, so uh, I can't use that anymore. Um, yeah, hopefully I kind of piggyback off off him this week and uh yeah we kind of ham and egg it and and hopefully a good result at the end of the end of the week ham and egg it wow you turned very american <laughs> in your four years at college um no i, I think the, the good thing about both our games alex is a, a very good iron player and he's got a great short game and i, f- I feel like my strengths are, are driving and putting so um you know certainly Alternate shot that works quite nicely, um, and then obviously four ball is uh, Alex is is I think he's very good at making a lot of birdies. So um, if I can kind of just steady the ship, I'll just kind of let him let him loose to uh, trying to make some birdies really. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. I'm I'm really excited to uh, get the week going. He's happy. I'm miserable. Was my favorite quote from that piece. Now, for a whole variety of different reasons. Max Homa and Colin Morikawa are a compelling team. I told you the story about the fact that Max Homa was, oh yeah, I have to let Dom explain what that is because he found that a second ago. Uh, Max Homa was a volunteer assistant coach on Colin's college golf team. So Dom, what are we looking at? What'd you find? Well, this is just from their social media when they announced that they were going to be teammates. They had Dodger jerseys made (laughs) with a mixture of their names. I saw some people writing in about it. It is funny. I do think it'd be fun if, if for this event only, like, they created team names and they had, like, jerseys and... Team like, names? Go, Dom. Yes, I know. I know. Live and large. Where you're going. I know where you're going. Andrew's just going to start bringing in graphics immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it'd be fun. What's wrong with it? I can't. Come on. Yeah, I'm allowed I'm to say you. I'm allowed to say stuff. I think it's okay to to, to make it like well, that. I never said back. from day one of this live golf stuff, Matt. From day one, I've always said I think the team aspect is what could make live golf successful long term. Out ten, twenty years from now, I think they actually need to get rid of the individual portion. That's going to screw up the rankings, and people like Kepka and Deshambo are like it's not going to make sense from the for them to play there because they won't be able to get into any like of the majors, but, but 
I think that aspect of their sort of business idea is is where it's at. I I love the idea. They whether weren't it's the Luke first Goff ones to come the, up with that, you know. I know that. I'm just saying I do like the idea. Even if it's the PGA Tour and it siphons itself off like the Zurich Classic, I like the idea of there being a team golf all the time, like a Ryder Cup, like a President's Cup, and the, an individual golf all the time. I don't care about the tours. This, the politics don't mean anything to me. I'm thinking Isn't, about, like, my son when he – my son is right, 70. Right, right. No, I get it. You're golf. just taking it pure entertainment. I get it. Now, isn't the thing that Tiger and Rory are creating that will be played early in the week – uh, I don't know if they're T- doing Is it teams. called TGL? Tomorrow, is that it? No, yeah, it's the TGL League, and it's part of Tomorrow's Sports. But isn't that team Andrew's sport? scrambling to get some graphics. I don't know if they're teams. I think, I think it's it individual. is. No, I think no, it's I th- team sport. So what? It's like they, it, they're in pairs? It's like JT and Tiger versus I Rory I don't and know if there's just two players on a team, but I'm and they've got, like, John Rahm's committed to it. I think Colin Morikawa recently committed to it. Obviously, you got Tiger. you got... You got Rory, you got JT. It's it's becoming, and then they keep sending out press releases about uh, essentially famous people that are investing in it. So they got a lot of money behind it. I think they're building a facility down in the Palm Beach area, of Florida, and it's the idea of it. I guess is to use technology. There's an artist rendering of the building to use technology to have them play through 18 holes in two hours. It's it's for television and all the rest. And I know that this was something that they were working on. This you know, there's so much that happens in the world of golf where people are throwing sand at each other in the sandbox and going, "Oh my God, you copied us." This was this was an idea that I know they were working on before. You know, the whole advent of, of what happened with Liv and all the rest. Uh, for what it's worth, I'm not saying that protect anybody. I'm just giving you facts. But but I'm pretty sure, I, I know I can see in my, my preview here, is we're in the studio. I've got preview screens in front of me, and I all can right, see I got Dom can I read some stuff typing away. Yeah, see, he found something. What do you got? Tomorrow Sports is, the first project in is, is TGL. So Tomorrow Sports is like, you know, the PGA Tour, and then they're underneath the umbrella of that. They're starting TGL. What it's not part of the PGA Tour though. It's 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 a, a I sanctioned think it's, PGA Tour. I think Tour there's event. an uh, yeah. I think there's an association. I guess is how right, we phrase it. Yeah. I'm just saying tomorrow sport. That's an example. Tomorrow sports is the umbrella organization which you see there with. You can see some of the investors there. Athletes from all walks of life. Huge star. Justin Timberlake. Blah blah blah. Uh, the first project is TGL Golf League. It's a new golf league that fuses technology and live action with teams. Matt, you're correct, of PGA Tour stars competing in a purpose-built arena in the Palm Beach Gardens area across a season of primetime Monday night matches starting early, probably January, February, in 2024. You can see there the renderings of what they're trying to accomplish and and get to there. Currently, 12 of the 18 players competing in the TGL have been announced. So they've got 12 of the 18 all set to go. So obviously they're going to have... 18 players total. Uh, it includes, well, hold on, I'll get to that. The teams, six teams of three players, all PGA Tour players, by the way. Head-to-head match play. It's tech-infused venue, a tech-enabled experience. Uh, they're going to have a, a season, 15 regular season matches, followed by a semifinals and then a finals match. The players who have committed as of 
This is the most recent release. This is March 27th, so a couple weeks ago. Tiger, obviously. Rory, obviously. John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Rose, and Adam Scott, Xander Shoffley, Max Homa, Billy Horschel, and Ricky Fowler. So I'm sure there's guys beating each other off with a stick trying to get those last six spots, I would think. Because I'm sure there's going to be money involved. Of course there is. You know, They're additional winnings or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's they, a, I mean, they that's haven't a very announced who their they haven't announced who their television partner is yet or any of that stuff. So there's uh, more no, they're the just. Offer. I mean, the recent stuff is just you know, um, they're announcing. They continue to announce uh, people who are investing. So this is from like a week ago. Tomorrow Sports adds Shaquille O'Neal, Dwayne Wade, and Kevin Durant to its All Star Investor Group. I mean, so you're having these massive names with massive amounts of money just throwing capital into this. So um, it is interesting. What live golf has done to the landscape, you can't you can't not say that it is interesting. I love it. Again, I have been very vocal on this program about how much I love the chaos. I love that this has thrown all of this into chaos. There's all kinds of anger and hate and love and polarization, and I I think it drives interest up, as you saw with the RBC Heritage rankings. Um, which were astronomically high for that event. Yes, it was designated. And yes, Jordan Spieth was in the final group. But Jordan Spieth was in the final group last year, and they didn't have those ratings. So, I don't know. I, I like it. I, I, I kind of like it. I like I, the chaos. I don't have a dog yeah. in the race. I'm just excited to watch it all unfold. <laughs> I understand. I mean, I'm, and you're looking at If the dogs at, start at running it. into each other, and then they're tripping in the mud, like, this is going to be great. <laughs> Jumping into that <laughs> pond out there. The oh, Chevron. yeah. So <laughs> it's going to be great. A lot of what Dom is talking about is it's, yeah, it's self-serving because it's great for, you know, a golf news show to be able to talk about what's going on with all of this madness. But I think the to me, again, I realize I'm an optimist with all this. I still look at it and go, what's the downside for fans? You consume what interests you, right? So. If something's out there, and I'm going to go over air times with you in a little, little, little bit here. If something's out there and you're interested in it, you consume it because you enjoy it. Okay? This new venture they got going. Am I interested? Very interested. Yes. I, I will definitely be very curious to see what it's like. And given the fact that we're charging towards May already of 2023, hope that doesn't come as a severe shock, it's not that long before – this thing is going to be underway. So I would suspect that pretty soon we're going to find out where it's going to air and, you know, who's going to carry it and so forth. Uh, it would, I, I mean, Mike McCarley, the former president of golf channel is one of the three founders with tiger and Rory. So I'd assume he's having conversations with the people he used to work with. Don't know. Uh, Cause it would, it would, it would seem that golf channel would be a perfect place for that to land. But again, who knows? It's going to come down to, their negotiations and and probably who's going to pay the most for the rights, uh, et cetera. So whatever it is, I, I, I like I've always said, I view golf as a buffet. Eat what you want, consume what you want, take as much as you want or as little as you want. Then something that you love, somebody else finds disgusting. That's that's life. That's how it goes. Now, as to Homakawa, they were asked about was, you know, was such the, in this. This is to Donna's. Uh, uh, Dom's point 
which is why I'm, I'm bringing this up. With such a packed schedule and so many elevated events, what do you think the future of events like the Zura Classic will be? All right, so I'm curious what their what their response was to share with you on that. Colin, how excited are you to tee it up with Max? And then he, Max was asked to talk about how excited he is to play alongside of the two-time major champion in Colin Morikawa. It's a very fun event. Uh, it's a nice change of pace. Getting to play a team event is uh, for you know FedEx Cup points is pretty pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, getting to play with Colin, two-time major champion. Uh, that's a it's an easy job for me, so I, I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, I've gotten to know Colin since he was in college, and always uh, really respected how he went about his business. Um, obviously, appreciate the way he plays golf, and uh, to get to partner with him and, and get to compete with him and make some birdies uh, will will be fun. But it's a, I also think we make a, a very good team, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting going on Thursday. I'm very excited. Um, I, look, I, I sent him the text, and he kind of gave me the I'll, I'll get back to you later type thing. Um, you know, Max has given me a lot of praise, and I'm going to give him a lot of praise right now. Um, he was our volunteer assistant coach when I was in college, and, and you don't really do that when you're fighting for your card on the PGA Tour or you're grinding on the corn fair. I think at the time he had his tour card, um, but I, you hadn't won yet. And, like, you don't, you don't really do that. You know, not many guys would do that. So the effort he puts into things that he truly cares about and the people he loves is incredible, right? And, and people see him on Twitter. People see him, you know, on social media. But he truly does care about a lot of people. And it's amazing how that comes through. And it's just hard to find people like that. And it's, I'm very lucky to have someone like that as my partner this week. Um, his golf speaks wonders. I mean, he's a six-time PGA Tour winner. I was trying to get my six before I got to this event, so we, we can good, somehow get tied. But, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm very lucky to have him as a partner. I'm very excited. Um, look, we're here to win, and, like, we're all starting at even par, no matter what our past history has been about playing golf. Like, it's, it's, this is a format where anyone could, could go off. You know, one person can go off in best ball, alternate shot. You just got to kind of keep it ahead of you and, um, hopefully one of us, or both of us, really just absolutely go lights out. Every week has the opportunity to tell stories, right? And it's on the tour, it's on the media, it's on everyone to be able to portray these stories. Just because it isn't a top 15 player in the world doesn't mean that it's not compelling or it's not enjoyable to watch or, or to learn about, right? And I think what this week offers is something very different. It's a team event. So, like, there's two weeks in the schedule that, to me, are, like, stand out completely different than every event. That's match play, which we don't have anymore, um, and this week. And it's because it's just so different from the norm. And, yes, there are majors and there are elevated events. But to me, I, I prep the same way. You know, some guys prep differently for majors, but I, I show up every week the same thing. So they all kind of do feel the same. So when you have a, a week like this, they're fun. Right? Like, you get to, we get to have team dinners. We get to go hang out. Like, there's a different vibe to it, right? And I think that's what you see. Like, you know, we've, we've had a chance to be on a President's Cup team. Like, you see that vibe of being on a team. So when you have weeks like this, it's just about telling stories. And, and there's going to be excitement in golf. Like, it's, the, it's people saying, oh, it's not exciting because there isn't a leaderboard. Well, it still is exciting. But you have to learn the stories of the other people. We know certain stories about other guys. 
but just because someone else might take the lead doesn't mean it's not interesting, right? Or, or, so I, I think people have to enjoy it in a way where we are portrayed and, and people telling their stories and people giving out more. I think that's what's great about, you know, you see full swing with Netflix, you see guys giving more access to just what a day is like in, in golf, right? It's, it's just kind of seeing that other part of, of what we do, not just, okay, we're, we're boring guys that play golf and hit a shot every couple minutes and then five hours later, we're done. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, I think this year has been a great, you know, it's not exactly how next year is going to look, but it's a, it's, a, it's a nice bridge, and I think it's been a pretty great uh, explanation uh, to how things will look going forward. Um, it would be crazy for me to think that, they're, that every single fan is going to be equally as invested all 46 weeks of the year that we play or whatever it is. However, I think there's a market in each event for a large group of fans. Uh, this year has been great to that. The elevated events have been, I think, incredible. Uh, Scotty and John have won most of them. Um, but they've all been incredible events. I feel like very exciting and, and major type feel. And then you have, um, like, I thought the Honda was a really great example. Uh, Chris Kirk, who's been at the mountaintop, uh, struggled with this game for a little bit, has been playing amazing golf, has his chance to win. You have Monday qualifiers who have their chance to win, and all of a sudden you're, to Colin's point, there's a great story to be told there. Um, and there's a, a huge group of fans who are very invested in watching someone climb versus watching the guy at the top try to stay at the top. But I think that there's a market for both, and I think that that's kind of what this schedule is providing now. Uh, this event is, uh, in particular, kind of like lends itself to stories. It's a lot easier to find them. You see partnerships. We don't. A lot of people don't know who's friends out here. You just see us play. So now you get to kind of see that. Um, so it's different, but even just a, a regular uh, non-designated tour event, I think now provides a lot of opportunity for uh, drama in a different way. And I, I, I do believe that the fans... Um, will really enjoy and appreciate that going forward. All right, so if you want to enjoy and appreciate it this week, let's talk about airtimes for the Zurich Classic of New Orleans Thursday and Friday at 3 p.m. All these times are Eastern. You can find the coverage on Golf Channel Saturday, split between Golf Channel and CBS at 1 and 3 p.m. Eastern, respectively. PGA Tour Live, which can be found on ESPN Plus with their four different feeds, will kick off on Thursday at 8 a.m., Friday at 9.15, Saturday at 8.45, Sunday at 10.30 a.m. PGA Tour Radio on Thursday and Friday. Coverage can be heard at noon and then at 1 p.m. over the weekend. Again, Eastern Time PGA Tour Radio can be heard on the PGA Tour app as well as PGATour.com for free and worldwide or if you subscribe to National Satellite Service, Sirius XM. LPGA Tour Chevron Championship. That major can be seen from Thursday, tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. on Golf Channel. It goes from 11 to 3 and then comes back on again at 6 p.m. And that's, of course, to wedge all the golf in between. Again, it's a buffet. Friday uh, coverage again starting at 11 a.m., Going off at 3, coming back on at 6 p.m. Saturday coverage will start at 3 p.m. on Golf Channel and kicks over to NBC at 4 p.m. Same on Sunday, 3 p.m. on Golf Channel, 4 p.m. on Sunday for the Chevron Championship. And so, Dom, you were telling us about the Live Series because they are in Australia and that the airtimes are a little bit different. What was it you wanted to explain there? 
Well, uh, be, because of this is it, right. This is all new for everybody, so everyone's trying to navigate this, including them. And if you have the CW app, or I think it's called Live Golf Plus. Live has Live Golf has their own app as well now. Oh. I think that's what you have to use outside of the United States, and you can watch the golf live. I believe. Remember, they're on a shotgun start. I believe the shotgun start is 11:45 a.m., roughly noon. Australian time, um, but they're 13 hours ahead of Eastern time, United States, which means if you're looking at the graphic there, Friday at 12 is actually Saturday at one in the morning where we are. So if you want to watch it live, you have to watch it on the app at that time. Otherwise, they're doing it tape delayed on the CW for the international events. So that airtime that they have sort of worked out with the CW, we'll see there on the weekend, Saturdays and Sundays, one to six is always their block, which is an interesting way to do it, right? It's like everyone always knows it's one to six every weekend, no matter what. The, the, the problem with that is when they're doing something overseas in Singapore or, uh, in a few weeks or like this week uh, in Australia, obviously from one to six Eastern time in the States, you know, I don't even know what time it is over there. So, it's tape delayed on the CW in the United States from one to six, which is interesting, Matt. That's a problem that they're going to have to figure out how to overcome because I cannot think of another sport really that does anything tape delayed at all. There was a time when Golf Channel did some tape delayed LPGA coverage, but even that is kind of going away. At this point, when the LPGA is playing overseas, they're typically showing live coverage in the middle of the night when it's happening live. Nobody really does anything tape delayed. So that's something I think they might have to overcome because tape delayed sports is not really a thing anymore, Matt. Yeah, because mostly because of social media, whether it's Twitter or what have you. If, if someone had a hole in one, you're going to know about it hours before it airs. I mean, back in the day, as Dom was discussing, they used to tape delay everything. They used to have Olympic games that were tape delayed until later on. Well, because you didn't have any way to know what was going on necessarily. And especially if you made any effort whatsoever to avoid the news, you could. it's like you were watching it for the first time. So, yeah, that's definitely bizarre. All right, so when we come back from this break, the one that you haven't heard from yet is Nelly Corda from the Chevron. I, I want to bring you the sound that we have from Nelly Corda that has just come in. And amongst the various things that she's going to talk about is, yes, would she jump into that pond along the 18th hole? Fair question. More coming up the Fairways of Life show after this. To whizgolf.com. Log on when you get an opportunity and you can see the incredible wearable technology that can measure your golf swing in real time and space. It sounds bizarre even to say that to you, but it can. This is how incredible this piece is so that you can know forever for the first time if your feel is actually real. What are you working on in your golf swing? You trying to make it shorter so you don't come over the top and cross the line? Are you trying to make it longer? What is it that you're working on? Whatever it is that you're working on, you can know exactly whether it is happening when you swing. Is the club in the right spot? What is your tempo and more? Log on to DeWizGolf.com for more. We'll be right back. Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. 
the PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration-absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet, real power, and incredible forgiveness can be. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm going to go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're going to need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. You can go out there on your own and just hit balls and it'll fix your golf game. Transition on plane. The Wiz. Sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Great show today. We appreciate your company, folks, as always. So we've been talking about it. Everyone's been talking about it. That pond along the 18th at the Chevron. So is it going to be the new tradition? If, if you won the Chevron championship, would you jump into this pond? They dredged it out. They found all kinds of like cement and metal and stuff that they threw in there under construction. They put that little dock there to make it more appealing. They put up gator netting to keep the gators out, which I I continue to ask the question, would that keep out like uh, a water moccasin? I'm not sure. So Nellie Corda, major champion in her own right, she was asked if she would jump into that. She was asked her impressions of this 18th hole that it's alongside of and the build-out that has been this week. What are her impressions as it compares to Mission Hills, the old 
site of the event. How she spent her time since her last start. And what has her experience been so far with this new venue? And how is she feeling coming into this week for the first major of the year for the LPGA side of the game here at the Woodlands? Uh, it's been good. I played 18 yesterday, um, got in Sunday. Uh, today is pro-am day, but it's uh, raining a little. Um, I played early in the morning, so it was nice to get out. I played as a single all day. I don't think many people can play as a single first day of prep at a major, so that was nice that I got to kind of practice around um, the greens a little bit more. It's been great. Um, obviously, you know, um, I can't lie and say I don't miss Palm Springs just because we, I've been going there for so long and the history of the place. But um, so far, my time here has been amazing. Um, they're treating us really well, and um, it's amazing to see a company like Chevron step up and support women's golf, and I think uh, we're all extremely grateful for it. Yeah, I had, uh, I had two weeks off. Um, Got to go to Portland to see Nike right after PV, and then um, went to the Masters on Saturday. That was really exciting. That was my actually my first time watching the Masters, which was probably the worst day to watch. It was freezing. And then I practiced all of uh, last week, and honestly just kind of getting into playing mode, um, tightening up some loose ends that I thought maybe I could have worked on done better throughout the Phoenix and PV tournaments. And, uh, yeah, just uh, try to get a couple of good scores in, try to get into playing mode um, into this week. They're completely different. And, and how so? What? Uh, one, it's the, a completely different layout. Water is way more in play this week. I would say um, completely different grass. Uh, this is a Bermuda grass, and I don't know exactly what the grass was in Palm Springs, but um, the rough isn't as thick as it would be, let's say, in Palm Springs, but it's still a great golf course. You're still going to have to play really well. Um, I would say that there's more trouble off the tee, and uh, the greens are smaller, and if the, it gets firm, then it's going to play really tough because it is still long. But I can't compare the two golf courses because – they're kind of so different. Uh, I'm, I think Chevron and the, everyone involved in the tournament is doing an amazing job to kind of keep the traditions alive. Obviously, you know, changing locations um, is a little, it's different for sure, but um, they're trying their hardest to keep the traditions alive. And for us players, I think that we appreciate that a lot. But again, you know, if you you win you still get to jump into poppy's pond and you still get to hoist the trophy so at the end of the day that's what matters right and they're and they're stepping in and uh supporting women's golf and um i think that's the big picture that everyone should focus on is that they stepped up and they're the ones that are supporting us so would you jump hopefully (laughs) (laughs) we'll see (laughs) but yes i would Make sure you subscribe to the Fairways of Life show on YouTube, and you can catch our daily live golf show. Happy to have your company there, too, as well as wherever you get your Fairways of Life coverage. Just be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Thank you so much for your company this week. Always a pleasure, folks. Very much looking forward to the next time that we are together. And until that time, 
We wish you the very, very best, and we say goodbye for now.